Okay, how's it going, everybody? I hope all is well. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, so in this episode, I thought I'd try to say something about the, um, about the German philosopher Karl Marx and his view on religion. Now, I think we've briefly touched upon this before in an earlier episode, but it seems to me that there's much more to say here on this topic. Some really interesting stuff, actually, whether we agree with it or not. Okay, well, so uh, where should I begin? Well, let me go straight to the, uh, to the most fundamental point. So, according to Marx, what religion is, is a product, or as he called it, a reflex of particular real social conditions. So, in other words, we human beings, we created religion. Religion didn't create us. You see, here's the thing. At a higher level for Marx, it's our social condition or reality that determines our consciousness. It's ultimately our economic environment that influences our beliefs, in this context, with those beliefs having to do with our soul and an afterlife. Actually, uh, to go even deeper, for Marx, it's, it's materiality. It's the material that determines any and all religious beliefs. Um, maybe yet another way to put this is that for Marx, it's being that precedes consciousness. It's not consciousness that precedes being. In other words, Marx is an empiricist, and for him, matter is the primary reality. And so, if non-physical gods are postulated, they're just not real. Actually, uh, it's interesting. Here Marx follows the, the Greek philosopher Epicurus. And uh, that's no coincidence, because he wrote his doctoral thesis on him in, uh, in 1841, I think. You see, for Epicurus, everything is made up of, as he says, atoms in the void. And so there is no such thing as an immaterial god or an afterlife. Actually, uh, it's kind of interesting. Epicurus did seem to postulate the existence of gods, but for him, they too, like everything else in the cosmos, were ultimately made up of atoms. But, um, but atoms just slightly more fine or diffuse than those that make up us regular people. Anyway, so I said that for Marx, it's our social condition that determines our consciousness and so ultimately gives rise to our religious beliefs. Okay, now the question is, well, how so? Well, okay, to put it very broadly first, for Marx, basically the rise of religion is connected with the, with the general feeling of helplessness with respect to the world around us. And he thinks that this has always been the case, going right back to our, uh, our prehistory. So he thought that way back in, in the early stages of human development, Religion arose due to our feeling of helplessness in the struggle with the, um, with the powerful and uncontrollable forces of nature. And, well, so, so not surprisingly, something similar holds in later class societies too. That's to say, in class societies, what the root of religion is due to is to the overwhelming helplessness of the working class. 
the working class that's that's suffering under oppression in their uneven fight against their exploiters. Okay, but um, let's get a bit more specific here. So, according to Marx, how this partly works is like this. What religion does is it consoles the oppressed. It heals their sense of helplessness by giving to them a heaven that they were denied on earth. The idea here is that why religion attracts the workers and the masses is that it provides them with the with the metaphysical belief that that despite their struggles, there will be a better life after death and rewards in heaven for their sufferings in this life. And of course, the exploiting classes knew this, and that's why they had a strong interest in making sure to to foster religion. Because by pushing religion, they could in a way blunt the, uh, the class consciousness of the workers, convincing them to, to turn the other cheek, keeping them distracted and servile and amenable and preventing them from revolting against their oppression. Now, maybe another way of saying all this is, uh, is like this. What Marx basically thinks is that religion is intended to create illusory fantasies for the working class and the poor. In other words, the poor people's economic realities prevent them from finding real happiness in this life, but you know what? That's okay, because what religion does is it promises them that they'll definitely find it in the next life. And I should mention here that on top of all of this, Marx believed that what religion does, if it's not already clear, is it preserves the status quo and the ruling class. That is, he believed that religion sanctified and protected those in power by suggesting that whatever political order or hierarchy there was, was intended to be that way by God. In other words, what he's saying is that what religion ultimately does is it serves to justify and cement the social order and people's position within that order. Okay, so all this is how it is Marx understands religion to be the result or the product of our social conditions. Oh, and by the way, it might be clear now why it is, in 1843, that Marx referred to religion as the opium for the masses. Religion is the opium for the masses in the sense that it provides solace or consolation for those in distress. Like opium, it provides relief for those who are injured or hurting. Okay, but, um, but here's the real problem. The real problem is that opium fails to provide a, a permanent solution to injury. Sure, it, it feels good, but it only makes you forget your suffering for a little while. It just dulls the pain temporarily. In other words, what it doesn't do is it doesn't address the underlying causes or etiology of the illness. Well, similarly, Marx thinks religion doesn't fix the underlying causes of people's pain and suffering. Instead, what it does is it helps them forget why they're suffering and causes them to look forward to an imaginary future where all the pain is allegedly going to stop instead of working to change circumstances now.
Even worse, this, uh, this so-called drug of religion is being administered by the oppressors who are accountable for all the pain and suffering in the first place. Okay, well, but now notice something um, important. Notice that if religion is the consequence of social conditions, then a change in those conditions would seem to, uh, to get rid of it. In other words, if religion is fundamentally a symptom of this more basic economic discrepancy, then, then if you get rid of that underlying discrepancy, then you get rid of the symptom. Well, that's what Marx believed. He believed that religion will disappear when the world is put straight. Religion will vanish when the oppressive relations between people and classes do. So, it's important to see there that the real enemy for Marx isn't actually religion. No, it's the perverted and unjust social order. That's what needs to change. So again, for Marx, religion isn't the real evil. And that's because for him, it's just not some, some fundamental, independent entity of its own. No, its real source is something very worldly. It has completely secular roots, which again, is the corrupt social order of things. So, for Marx... Religion isn't true in some metaphysical sense, but it is an accurate reflection of a world down below gone terribly wrong. Okay, so the secular world needs to be changed. Well, this is Marx's push for socialism. You see, for Marx, unlike religion, socialism is real and of this world. And while religion says that you can only get salvation in heaven, socialism, well, what it says is that you can create heaven right here on earth if you take real action. But so far, because of their oppression, the workers and the majority of people were forced to abide by an ideal world in order to make the real world tolerable. But it doesn't have to be this way, says Marx. The real world can be made ideal, but it begins on the ground. It begins with a concrete vision. Real salvation doesn't come from uh, speculative theology, but from critical social change. For Marx, only when we have a fair and a just economy based on the needs of us all rather than on the profit and the power of a few will we begin to realize heaven here on earth and with it the withering away of religion <laughs>